Let us pray together. We thank you, God, for your word, which has been read and heard read through all the ages, and still today speaks to us in our hearts and in our lives. Open our hearts and our minds to the message that you have to share with us today, that we may continue to grow as your disciples and serve you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Reading from God's Word, the book of Habakkuk, the prophet, the second chapter, beginning with verse 1. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Habakkuk is listening for God. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks to the, of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them. But the righteous live by faith. Reading also from the Gospel of our Lord according to Luke, the 19th chapter, beginning with verse 1. This very familiar story. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see Jesus because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome Jesus. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything... I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You will hear this phrase 
several times this morning. Saints come in all sizes, shapes, and configurations. A big chunk of the problem we face when we think about saints come from the fact that we and the Christian church through the ages have created a myth about what it means to be a saint. In that myth, saints look a certain way, they act a certain way, pray a certain way, and even die a certain way. That's what the myth about saints tries to convey to us. To us. And somehow, they are holier than the average Jane and John Doe. Sometimes myths convey something of the truth, and sometimes they don't. And in this case, it's a don't kind of a deal. Because that version of saintdom doesn't find its base in the Bible. Saints are people set apart by God's Spirit to serve a particular function in God's saving and redemptive process. You're going to hear that a few times, too. Saints come in all sizes, shapes, and configurations. More than a few of them do not even behave well in real time. Some could even be characterized as miserable rascals. And still, and still, God uses them to achieve remarkable things in our world. People like Zacchaeus. I'm pretty sure that the Z-Man has never been officially dubbed a saint. I didn't do an exhaustive Wikipedia study of the matter, but I don't ever recall passing a church that's been named St. Zacchaeus. We remember his unusual size, and we recall that Jesus paid special attention to him, and we remember, many of us, that song that we learned when we were wee tots. And, I suggest, though he has not attained official sainthood, he has served powerfully in God's saving and redeeming process through the ages. Just like a saint would do. Zacchaeus may get a bad rap from history because of his occupation. As I said last week when we talked about another tax collector, tax collectors were not corrupt by definition. Granted, many were. But today's reading does not prove that Zacchaeus was. In fact, his willingness to quadruple repay for errors shows a pretty high level of confidence in, in his own honesty. If he's willing to pay back that much, I suspect that's because he knows that he has not defrauded anyone. Still, folks do not quickly think of tax collectors when the discussion turns to sainthood. 
The fact that Jesus acknowledged and ate with Zacchaeus causes the self-declared righteous sorts to be angry with him. Jesus goes so far as to extend salvation and re-inclusion in the family of Abraham to little Zach. And lo, these millennia later, we recall how Jesus did not pass by without noticing him, small as he was, but told him, like my mother told me, to get down out of that tree and go home so Jesus could visit and affirm his faith. And here we are, telling the story again today. I can't do justice to all the notions of sainthood this morning. We've got too much going on, which is regularly, regularly the case around here. I do want us to remember that saints come in all sizes, shapes, and configurations. We take the time to remember them today. Not only the official designees, in fact, we're not paying a lot of attention to them, but, although and is, but rather and especially to those who are near and dear to our church and our hearts. Each year around this time, we call to mind those whom God has called into God's near presence. Probably more Zacchaeus-like beings than St. Francis's or Mother Teresa's. Like my father, a simple, dignified, and faithful man who set such a great example for his children and so many others. And my mother, fiery and not quite so stable as my father, but who loved us with Christ-like love. And your parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends and neighbors, we remember them today. Only a few of the people I've had the privilege of shaking hands with will make it to the official list of saints. Maybe, maybe there's a couple, like Desmond Tutu, with whom I had the incredible, life-changing experience of sharing a four-day retreat. I got goosebumps. You can't see my goosebumps. But just thinking about it gives me goosebumps. The time spent with that man. Ah, oh, a saint, if ever there were one. Or Colonel John Glenn, a devout Presbyterian elder who shared with me in conducting his cousin's funeral. I have to tell you, John Glenn is a really out-of-this-world kind of a guy. And, and he, is, he is a great, he was a great, great personality. What a privilege it was to spend time with him. I want to give you time today to remember your personal Hall of Saints. Because that's who makes up the membership of Christ's church in this time and place, and indeed for all eternity. I have come to know well a few Riverside Presbyterian Church saints in the making. I won't embarrass you by calling you out during worship, or by not calling you out during worship, as the case may be. 
you have some pretty saintly members in this body. You have worked and are still working to cause this place to grow and shine as a ministry outpost for Jesus. RPC saints come in all sizes, shapes, and configurations. Without you, we would not be able to do our work. Our financial promises today stand as a vital part of that effort. Whether you join with Zacchaeus in the tithing or more camp, or with the widow who gave her two cents, you all are saints in support of our mutual efforts. We also take time today to recognize the saints who have departed this past year, members of this congregation. Each of them has a story and a place in the historical pews here. They blessed us with their time, talents, and treasure through the years. Oh, that we had the time to stop and tell tales about them. We would probably be here for a good long time, wouldn't we? We would remind ourselves that saints come in all sizes, shapes, and configurations. And when honest, we would admit that they weren't always easy people to love. Just like sometimes we're not. That's who we are. Just as is true for us, it is true for all of God's people. And God continues to use them and us. Zacchaeus, Peter, and Paul, and the rest, my mom and dad, and yours, the RPC saints who we remember today, and those who still bring tears to our eyes as in a few moments we put their memory in ink on paper. It's a grand historical movement that has swept us along. The great cloud of witnesses, the author of Hebrews' names. We aren't just any old group of folks who assemble regularly at the corner of Park and Post. Saints, that's who we are. We come in all sizes and shapes and configurations. And God has chosen to continue the saving and redemptive process through us. Hard to believe, Eddie. At least it's hard for me to believe. For me, you'll have to make up your own mind about yourself. Hard to believe. But it is true. So we remember Zacchaeus, son of Abraham, the slight tax collector whom Jesus thought to lift up by calling him down out of the tree. We remember folks who have poured buckets full of time, talent, and treasure into RPC and so many of our related ministries. We remember the imperfect, saintly folks who have passed genes to us and shaped our attitudes. And we take a good look at ourselves, sitting right in the middle of the cloud of saints. Can you believe it? Here I am. Here you are. Proof that saints come in all sizes, shapes, and configurations. 
Jesus said to his followers, and through them to us, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. We honor our saints. We consecrate our financial promises. And we commit ourselves to making sure the job continues to get done at Riverside Presbyterian Church. Thanks be to God. And now I'm giving you just a little bit of time in your material this morning, there is a form that looks like this. And it says, on this All Saints Sunday, I am remembering and giving thanks for, with several lines. And I invite you now in this time to remember those people who are near and dear to us, to you, and to list them there. I have eight people on my list. You can put as many as you can fit on those three lines. And, uh, and they represent folks and spirits who are with us here today. We specifically call to mind those members of the congregation who have died, but I also want for you to call to mind these folks who weren't members of this church, but are members of your life. So take the time to write those down. And during our communion service, when we come up to receive the bread and the juice, I invite you to bring this sheet up. I also invite you to bring up your pledge form if you have it. I know there's a big envelope here in that basket already because many of you have already sent your pledge envelopes in. And uh, if you don't have a pledge envelope and you want, it's fine. Whatever you want to put in the basket or not put in the basket is okay. But it's an opportunity for us to recognize that these people are here with us today in this time of worship. So remember that and take the opportunity to do that shortly as we gather together for our communion celebration. 